Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. Hey everyone, welcome to season four of the Window on the World podcast. I'm Julia Aller, music reporter at the Columbus Dispatch, and today we are in the studio with Phil Maneri and his friends, all of whom do have names, I promise. Thank you all for being here with us. Yay, you're welcome. Thank you. So before we get started with any questions, we can maybe go around and you can all introduce yourselves any way that you would like so people know who the voice is that's floating out there across their iPhones. Hi y'all, my name is Michael Cundiff. My stage name is Truth Serum. Greetings, my name is Agape. I'm a vocalist and it's Agape. Hello, my name is Kristen Marie and I play the cello. Hi, my name is Tiffany Envid and I play the harp. I'm Phil Maneri. I play the double bass with a bunch of electronic things and put together this gig. So I know this group came together at Phil's request, but Phil, maybe you can tell me why you chose these specific people out of the many, many, many that you know in Columbus who have played with you in the past. For me, putting together these improvisational ensembles is like cooking gumbo. I like to bring different spices together and different ingredients together to create something. And in this particular case, I've played with everybody here and kind of had a sense of how they interacted in improvisational settings and kind of could predict a little bit about how they would interact with each other. And it's always different than when it actually happens to what I think it might be in my head, but it's always good. And I think part of it for me is to throw everything together and then see what happens. Just like cooking. It's just like cooking.
to realize that you are free. Sometimes it takes a minute to realize that you are free. Free to choose, free to be, free to love, free to think. You are so free that you can choose to be in bondage. Tell me a little bit about what you wanted to create in the, the piece you just played. Well, I don't know. I think we created what we were in the mood for at the moment. Part of the improvisational experience is for people to gather and work together to blend their artistic muses and come up with whatever they're in the mood for. In this particular case, the gumbo of musicians lends itself to what you just heard. And then, of course, we'll do something different here this next time. And that's kind of the fillet filament thing, too, is that each week there's a different guest or a different set of guests and creating things on the spot. And it's the chemistry of those musicians coming together together in creative collaboration that creates something new and interesting each time. So all of the musicians in the room, do you think much in advance of an improvisational performance like this or do you really just go with it when you're there? What's your, your methodology? For me, it's definitely a just go with it. Sometimes I will have something that I quote or something that I was thinking of earlier or some little something, but if it ever gets used, I don't know. You know, the book just sits there. It's probably there just for my mind, but I never use it. Yeah, it's always right off the cuff for me. I think too, for you, some of it is the preparation. You do the preparation and then you set it down and it influences what you do, but Very it's true. not always there. Very true. And that means for me, preparation, even in my life, like I'm going to talk about or sing about what's relevant, you know, and what's pertinent, what I'm dealing with, you know, or what I'm feeling universally is being dealt with collectively. So it is preparation. When you do that, you can trust yourself. As a string player, I would say that I could go either way. I can be playing more string pads, so I would be kind of creating a soundscape behind the vocalist that is really just blank so that they can do their thing. I really like working with Jasmine. I've known her for a while, had the pleasure to, and she has a lot of great poetry that she brings, so it's a pleasure to just listen to that and try to evoke the feelings that she is talking about. Makes me happy. For me, I would say this is my second time ever doing improv. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I am very much, I play the harp, I'm very much a, I say, paper trained. So give me a piece of paper that has music notes and I can play it. But the improv thing is new. So for me, I'd say there, I really wasn't sure what to expect the first time I did this with Phil. And it's something that you can't, I'm so used to preparing, you know, very used to preparing. Get the metronome out, make sure that I have something the way it's supposed to be. But you can't do that with improv. It's completely, you know, there's no preparation in that sense. That So it's been fun just getting to listen to what's going on around you and hoping that when you start playing that you're kind of matching what the, the feel is going on around you, which you can't really prepare for, you know, so to say you're kind of just you delve into it. That's And the things that I always tell people when they do stuff like this, especially Tiffany, is that they've already done the preparation. 
decades of playing and interacting with humanity and doing all the things that you do have prepared you for this moment. So when you walk up to the moment of improv, you're already ready for it, whether you feel that way or not. It's so comforting. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. I'm not even, I have not played any instruments in a while, but I feel like I could go out and mm -hmm. play anything now, even though I really <laughs> could not. <laughs> Michael, did you want to add anything? Well, for me, if I played with someone before, then I kind of have a feel for what I think they might do. But then that's subject to change like the weather. It just depends on what's going on in the moment. I go along a lot with what Phil said about how all life is preparation. All the experiences, interactions with other people, whatever you're doing is preparation for emoting in that moment. And then what you're taking in from the other musicians and what you can contribute to it, that's what makes it happen. It's my favorite to be in an improv situation because as a musician, I knew that there was music in me, but there was always an opportunity. Every opportunity was pick a song and sing this song. And so there's tablatures and things. And so it felt great to, I just want to thank you, Phil, for the trust that you have as a seasoned musician because it has laid down something that's very fun for me and I had been looking for for a very long time. So thank all the musicians for just stepping up and being a part of that. In a situation like this, you know, a harp is so different from, you know, a slide whistle. How do you... <laughs> so different. They're like not even distant cousins. They're like estranged relatives on opposite sides of, of the world. How do you work, especially in an improv setting, when you don't know what the other person's going to do to make sure that different elements that are really opposite and opposing sometimes play well together? You listen. That's yeah. the most important thing. And all of this is for everybody to listen to each other. For everybody to listen to each other and for everybody to pay attention because that's where the chemistry is. And when people stop listening, it gets ego. Mm -hmm. And as long as everybody is paying attention to everybody else, you can put a slide whistle on top of a harp or, you know, people can do any kind of thing that they want to do. And we will all morph around it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. I think a lot of it has to do with just tapping into your sense of intuition and feeling the energy in the room. And luckily, everyone in this room really has ears of gold. So I wasn't worried going into this. I was really excited and uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear it. And thank you so much mm -hmm. to Phil for Fill Out Filament. It's a great thing. It happens every Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. 7 p.m. Thank you, Julia. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming. If anyone else wants to add anything, feel free to jump in. But otherwise, I so appreciate your time and uh, the beauty that you brought to our afternoon here really did make the workday a whole lot nicer. I want to just make sure that we plug that fillet filament. It's every Wednesday from 7 to 8 at Filament at the Vanderelli Room. The Vanderelli Room is an art gallery on McDowell and Rich in uh, Franklinton. 218 McDowell Street. 218 McDowell Street at 7 to 8. And if you friend me on social media, Filmineer, you can watch it on Facebook if you can't show up. But I'll tell you that when you're in the room, it is a way cooler thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. And you have a new musician or multiple musicians every single Wednesday, right? Every Wednesday, it's something different. Mm -hmm. Some different crew, some different combination of people. In addition to the playing, there's conversation with the people who are there where the people who are there get a chance to ask questions of the artists on the stage and get a sense of why they're doing what they're doing, how they're doing it, where they came from, where they might be headed. I think big part of what that gig is about is educating folks on 
what they're hearing and how to perceive what's happening there and understand the motivations behind the people who are doing it. So a new gumbo every week, huh? Mm-hmm. New gumbo every but week. But I've been a part, Phil, Chris, and I have been a part of two before, mm-hmm. right? So if you go through the archives, you can get some more of the, the vibe you heard today. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's wonderful. So everyone go check out the Phil at Filament archives or even better, go to the Vanderelli room every Wednesday at seven and hear it live for yourself. Thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you.
gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.